Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? TK Bay returns to the show, and together we reminisce a little bit because one of the biggest pieces of news recently is that LG might be leaving the smartphone business. Now, we speculate because not a whole lot is actually confirmed, but we also talk about some of our memories with the company and the many phones that they have brought to us in both the smartphone and prior eras. Before that, however, we do talk about the Oppo Reno 5 Pro. TK has it, and I just got a video done on it over on my channel at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. The Oppo Reno 5 is actually pretty interesting, especially when you consider the fact that it has the MediaTek Dimensity 1000+, of which we were pretty impressed by its performance. Speaking of performance and processors, Qualcomm also released the Snapdragon 870, which was an interesting development considering they already had the 888, and we don't really have an update to the well-received but still mid-range 765. All of that ahead on the Pocketnot Weekly Podcast with TK Bay. Enjoy. All right, TK, back on the show. Um, yeah, I uh, <laughs> thank you for having me again, man. I need to, uh, I need to make, I need to apologize uh, on air. Um, okay, every time a big release comes out, it doesn't matter how healthy any of us are. That big release will mess everything up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty absolutely. much that's pretty much the story of our lives as tech tech personalities. Because I overslept this morning after having the worst sleep of my last few nights, um, covering not only um, the Galaxy S twenty one Ultra but the Oppo uh, Oppo Reno five Pro. Um, so, 5G. which I yeah, as I was saying <laughs> that, I remembered you have one too. So why don't I we finally got one? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we jump into this episode just talking straight about that particular device? Um, I actually oh, mine is back in this cupboard that's behind me, so you might need to just show yours off. But yeah, I need to give like a quick like top level surface level observation on that phone. Yes, it looks great. It's got a great. Uh, I don't. For, what did they call it? It looks like it looks like Mystic. Um, what was it called it's with a, the Note Ten? Um, frick, I, I forgot. What it was the, uh, the Note Ten has had more. It was more reflective oh, with the Note Ten, though. Or a glow. That was what it was called. Or a glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. <clears throat> I. I mean, look. It's definitely an eye-catching color, and um, it's a very unique design in the sense of what they're trying to shoot for. They're trying to make it obviously look and feel more than what what it what you get where you're getting in the hand so the reality is it is plastic but it looks great it's yeah. great in camera and it glows in the dark like at night if you if you flash a uh, uh, like a green light not a green light like a a black light on it it actually uh the the so the area where we focus here this entire area uh, like kind of like it has its own glow and the camera sensor area assembly also glows Oh, so it I didn't it know has that. some nice it has some nice. Um, I, I did that with the intro on my video for the gaming because of I'm like, hey, let's make it interesting. Maybe that you know, it, it's for okay. So first of all, it's a very nice Reno for 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 what Reno stands for and what Reno does. Um, I like I like what they're offering. Uh, there, I would have wished for a headphone jack and a stereo speakers because I felt like that was a missing factor for me. Uh, maybe the stereo speakers more so than than headphone jack. Um, because it's it just begs content consumption. It's a large display, you know, gaming on this. Well, you know, so what? I, I I agree with you there. It is it is a nice size of a display, but it's not like yeah. huge. Like it, it's no. just right. And not 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 yeah. And even with the features that you that might be missing there, the the top level like thing I wanted to point out is yeah, it's a great looking phone, and everyone's going to like enjoy looking at the device. But then you hold mm-hmm. it, and I'm still still flabbergasted at how thin the reno 5 pro is 
But it's it's a consistent theme, though. The all re- every single Reno that I've had an opportunity to to use, they're always light. Mm-hmm. Like they're very very, like and, and it but it it goes to the the material selection that they are going with. It's for the most part plastic. Like the sides, the railing, it's not metal. It feels like it, but it's literally plastic on plastic on glass. And that attributes to that feel. Why is it so light? Like I put it in my pocket and I don't feel like I'm, like the phone may not even be there. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a Reno. Like when you hold a Reno, you know that that's what you're getting, especially within the last few iterations, like with the three, with the four. Um, when, yeah, I was about thin. to ask, when did you start with the Reno line? Like what was your first Reno? Uh, first Reno was the 10X Zoom. Yeah, I did. Then the that uh, one was not Reno. Fit. You remember how no, that one no, was? No, <laughs> that that's why I kind of said the Reno three. I, I I had to preface it that one because I think the 10x zoom was a unique thick one. Um, there was the Reno Z, which was also thin. Uh, it's it's not as thick, but it's definitely not as thin. Um, and then after that, I started on the Reno three, three Pro, four, four Pro, and then five got that one yeah i love the evolution because what happened was with the i will always have such fond memories okay full disclosure yes we are quote-unquote influencers so my memories with certain products are tied to experiences um yeah the 10 times zoom sorry i was gonna (laughs) well the opal reno 10 times zoom is the phone that during its launches like we have we have you and i both have fairly close relationships with uh with uh, Re- with Oppo, I almost said Reno with mm-hmm. Oppo, um, and when the ten times Zoom came out, they had their launch in Europe in Zurich, so I was able to visit yep. Zurich for literally one day, but that's okay. Um, and then they brought me uh, Jaime and Isa out for that trip to Tokyo, where we were actually yep. told that with the ten times Zoom, just make sure you use the zooms a lot uh, because we're going to go to a lot of places like Mount Fuji where you need to do Mount the Fuji, zoom and all that exactly. Um, I'll always remember, and I'm sure some people are going to groan at this story, but I'll always remember how it was us, me, Isa, and Jaime, and a bunch of photographers. And now I'm actually really good friends with a couple of these photographers. They are fantastic people. Um, I remember I remember kicking it with them. And then we went over to our Oppo contact, who was like kicking it with us in Tokyo. And he w- we were just like, so what did you want us to do? Like, are we doing like, should we do some content? You want us to do some like IG lives and all that stuff? And they're like, no, you're just, you're just hanging out with us. <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy and me and Issa looked at each other we're like are you freaking kidding me like um this is nuts so to pay it forward you know because we're not just going to be freeloaders to pay it forward we actually all did review our reviews of that phone during that trip we actually like that yeah we got we got into it and and what was funny was our open contacts were like whoa that's really nice of you to do that we're like what are you talking about like you should have been asking us to do this <laughs> we feel guilty now <laughs> no no it- it was the, super the plan fun. worked the plan worked man. but the thing That's is all i could say the 10 times zoom was so cool it had the shark fin it had the pop-up mm-hmm. camera and all of that and then things start to look a lot different after that i just need to put they, this i need to put this observation out there you use the oppo yeah. for, reno 4 uh yeah. 4 pro or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. wasn't that such such a boring device it was a very i mean it was an iterative update right i mean but it also came out at the same time same year as the oppo reno 3 i mean it was kind of like the whole they're churning i felt like there was more more renos than we knew what to do with mm-hmm. uh, but as as a, as a device yeah i mean i i feel like this is a little this is more exciting for me right now oh, yeah. at least with from the design aesthetics um and i just the color itself it it really changes depending on how the light hits it and um I, at one point i was able to get it to match the color of the box that it comes in because it comes with such a it's such like a blue pastel color oh yeah so i think mine's it, back uh, here too it, it's uh, very nice it, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> holding up the back so um i 
I have to say though that the design change, the 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 language change, we no longer have pop-up shark fins. Uh, that kind of went away. Uh, and what we have now, obviously, I think it's a it's a new line. And this is, I think, the first time where that they started putting the uh, design by Reno, right? I think they're starting to uh, maybe, uh, I would say maybe distinguish the brand and the identity on its own not necessarily mm-hmm. like designed by alpo it's designed by reno kind of like the nord is by OnePlus. Yep. so which still remains a- as a great point that you made regarding the nord as a brand it's still something i took mm-hmm. with me our uh the pocket now review by the way of the nord n10 is pending um this week was s21 week so uh, it's it, it's yeah. it's up to jaime once you put that Thir- video thursday live. morning thursday morning dude i woke up the thursday morning and all i know it was like my whole feed was yes. s21 like what my <laughs> goodness like the, yes and that was like, the thing like so many of us stayed up the night before just to get those videos done which is why i oh, overslept this absolutely. morning um and i'm actually <laughs> Still, I'm actually still going to be heading out to do um, a little bit of content on the regular S21. So that's what I have mm-hmm. here. Gonna, I'm going to run out and do some uh, real-world camera tests and whatnot. Uh, but in any case, back to the back to the Reno 5 Pro. One other thing about this phone that really impressed me, and I, I, I hate, I hate diving into these particular topics because it always sounds like halfway facetious. It really isn't. Okay. We don't have any ill will or we don't try to throw shade at MediaTek. It's just that historically MediaTek processors end up in phones that we are not the biggest fans of. It's because they are the budget uh, offerings usually. Typically, that's what you see. And um, speaking of MediaTek, which we'll also kind of circle back on, uh, this morning there was the announcement of the View 40 from Honor Mm. featuring the same exact processor as our little guy right here, Z1000+. Plus. And I have Sorry, to give plus. them credit because the 1000 plus has, I mean, I know you've only had a, maybe a few days with the phone, but mm-hmm. I, I was honestly very impressed with the performance on that phone. I think, Absolutely. I think a lot of apps and games are not like tailor-made for it because when I throw on Genshin Impact, I was in, I was expecting to get mm-hmm. really bad performance on it. The moment I hit 60 FPS mode, which is what I always try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my first tests. It says that it's over overloading the system, but the gameplay was fine. Did you run it in fine. performance mode or balance mode? A performance mode, yeah. Using okay. the game space little thing, mm-hmm. like I turn on performance mode. And when I go to Com- medium com- settings... Competition mode, yeah. Oh, competition mode, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have different um, names, yeah. When I go to medium settings, but at 60 FPS, it says it's overloading the system, but I'm playing just fine. And I was yeah. actually really impressed. So Dimensity 1000 Plus, how's your, how's your experience been with it so far? very very positive um it, so i i went into the conversation expecting what i used to use uh, so i've so just for point of reference i just used the uh dimensity was it the dimensity 800 um mm-hmm. on the reno not the reno the redmi 9, note 9t not the redmi note 9 pro that just got released by uh realme ah dang it see this is where i start having okay so i've used the 800 too recently many of them it's just too many. And that one for me felt like an, what I used to know MediaTek to be. It was slightly more powerful, but it wasn't up to par to what I was expecting from either a mid-range, like the 7 series of what we got with uh, with Qualcomm. So yeah, no, with the uh, with the Dimensity 800, I felt like the performance wasn't there. But the 1000, like when you benchmark it even, you'll see that it's pretty close to the 855. So it's not definitely a 865 or an 888 kind of competitor. But if you think about it, you know, like if, you, if you're holding a OnePlus 7 Pro, realistically... That's roughly what you're getting, the performance power. And it performed quite well, uh, handles the 90 frames per second. And I think it can handle all the way up to 120 hertz uh, for refresh rates. So it's not even an issue for it to go further. 
Yeah. So that's what I like yeah. about it. Yeah. And that was the other thing too. Like the uh, the Reno 5 Pro comes with that 90 hertz screen. Um, always nice mm -hmm. to see that. Um, yeah. I the only the only part that I felt like was and it's usually the case with these phones that are supposed to be um, MediaTek's own words with the Dimensity mm -hmm. 1000 Plus. It's an affordable flagship, so there are some corners cut. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's going to be the camera. Like we're we're back to that era where these phones that are under let's say eight or seven hundred dollars, they have one really good sensor. And then a few extras. <laughs> it's just not. The I, they could for me. They could have. Done, they they literally could have gone with one sensor in the back because that's that's how I feel. Like ninety percent of the stuff is there. The the main sensor is the primary. The others are. I, I, I think the primary sensors on the front and on the back are are the main ones. Uh, actually, I take that back. I think the primary sensor in the back is the best of all the of all the sensors that we have. The yeah. front one has some has some challenges. It's a little bit too, for me. It's a little bit too soft. Like uh, I tried taking a few portraits with it, even in good lighting, and I was it was having a hard time giving me a clear, good image. Like my hand wasn't even moving that much. Um, but I looked at it as for me, if you want to take a good picture, there's nothing wrong with flipping it over to the other side, snapping a pic with the with the main sensor, and you're still going to be able to get some decent pictures. And in good lighting, it was actually able to do quite well. Uh, the AI modes were nice. I I, I saw that you think you used some of them on your in your video and. Um, only thing for me was like at 720p though. I wish it was yeah. at 1080p. That was like, ah. That's always something like you're, you're just not going to get everything with everything. Like I even remember yeah, yeah. with the 10 times zoom um, with the old Oppo Reno that my biggest gripe was that you couldn't use video on all of on all of the, all the sensors. Yeah, exactly. And, and I still don't have, by the way, I, I, I need to dig it up, but last time I checked, I still didn't have ColorOS 11 on the 10 times zoom. It still hasn't received it yet, the international oh. model. So ColorOS 7 was supposed to come out, but it came out on the 10X zoom Indian model, or at least Asian model. The one I got, because, so you went to the, um, I, don't, I don't know which version you got, but I ended up going to the UK launch of the 10X zoom. So I was... It was part of the time we were going there for an honor event, and then it happened to say to be at the same time. Uh, but so I got my hands on on a European model that was apparently much later. So I'm still waiting for ColorOS 11 on the 10X Zoom, but it's it's a very nice phone I, overall. The design, the aesthetics, the speed. Um, it was just my my foray into the Reno line, which was very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that would be some talk on the Oppo Reno 5 Pro. Colorful phone. Color. Color. That's why that was my very. whole thing. Color OS full phone. Um, Color. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, while we're talking about the Dimensity 1000 Plus, there is other processor talk from this week. Um, yeah. Qualcomm, uh, in a, I want to say it's a little bit of a surprise, but in a multiple, but in multiple ways. Uh, mm -hmm. They actually announced a a true follow up to the Snapdragon 865 Plus in this case, but um, yeah. now it's the Snapdragon 870. Now 870. this is going to be, and let me pull up the let me pull up the 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 article real quick. So mm -hmm. it's more like the 865 than it is the 888 uh, in that mm -hmm. it is a seven nanometer process, not five like the 888. Yeah. Um, and it also clocks in at 3.2 gigahertz compared to the 865 plus which was 3.1 gigahertz so you get a little bit more speed increase compared to what the 865 plus was able to provide in like the mid portion of last year like mm -hmm. the plus model um the plus model processors usually end up being those ones you see in like gaming phones and whatnot because it, it's supposed to be the performance 
uh, it, processor. It's the, uh, yeah, it's what you expect from a gamer. Gamers like to OC, like to overclock and push the limit of their hardware. Mm-hmm. So typically that's, and I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where Qualcomm initially started the plus sign. It was for um, Asus, for the first ROG phone. They asked for a, a special edition version of their chip for their, for their device, and it became so popular that it became its own thing. But yeah, it like you're right, it was a gaming thing. So the the 870... Um, what, what mm-hmm. I what I see here, I'm looking at the Ars Technica um, uh, article for this. They yep. say that the spec sheet, the data sheet rather, the data sheets for the 865 Plus and the 870 are virtually identical. It's almost as if it, the it 865 Plus was like a stopgap to this processor. It was a weird, yeah, like so... The way it was introduced to me was the this is a true successor because we always thought the 888 was the successor to the 865 mm-hmm. or the 865 plus and in reality no it's the 870 that's the successor and the 888 is the new line because uh, like you said seven nanometer versus five nanometer uh like you said actually if you look at the just i'm looking at the specific like line by line um same adreno uh process uh, gpu in there uh seven nanometer in there same uh maximum camera uh, throughput with the 200 but i think that's shared all across um, but it's overall uh, like a clock speed is a minor upgrade to it. Both consistent, considerable, well, not considerable, but both technically pushing higher numbers than what you get with the 888. Although the 888 has the five nanometer uh, architecture for it, so it's a slight different setup. Um, and I'm I'm wondering, I guess it's, it it would de- would this be truly like the what they were intentionally going for as opposed to a mid mid ranger, like yeah, as opposed that's... to a successor to the seven series? Because mm-hmm. I was expecting a seven seventy seven, seven eighty, whatever insert seven you know XX kind of thing, um, you know, because we haven't heard anything about those at all. We saw the four eighty. That was the other announcement they made uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's yep. the other. That's, that's like the low super end cheap five G. Super. Yep. Exactly. Um, so this 870, I'm I'm interested to see what what devices uh, take take hold of it. And um, do you think that because this is uh, positioned lower than the 888, that there would actually be any cost savings here? Because they're saying that Okay, so Qualcomm is saying that devices based on the 870 are expected to come out in the first quarter of 2021, which I find so mm-hmm. interesting because I'm holding in my hand an 888 phone that comes in at under $800. So we mm-hmm. do have, quote unquote, more affordable options for the top tier of of the Snapdragon line. So what exactly yeah. is the 870 supposed, what void is it supposed to fill if 799 is possible with the Galaxy S21? And that's the Galaxy too. Remember, we still have the um, the, uh, the Red Magic versions, the, all the other gaming ver- oh, yeah, devices sure. that we've seen like last year. Because that's when we saw the 865 come out like for under, like for 600 bucks on the Red Magic 5 mm-hmm. or 5G. Um, I'm not sure where the 870 is is intending to, to kind of fall, fall in because the reality is it's either that they wanted to keep continue selling the 865 Plus, but a slightly better version of it. Like you said, it's like essentially... They're continuing the 865 just, Plus, but it, with a it, new it, name. It seems like a rebrand. <laughs> like, it's really all it, I, I, it feels like a rebrand, because when you look at the spec sheet, really, like, line by line, it's a copy-paste. Mm-hmm. It, it really doesn't change much. Like, it's it's almost like saying that if you get a Note 10, uh, like a Note 20, uh, you know, Ultra with the 865 Plus, because that was, they did go with the 865 Plus with, uh, Samsung, with Samsung's last year. Um, that pretty much is what you're getting here. The, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I didn't really see that much of a difference other than another overclock on top of another overclock. So it's a slightly more tuned, I would say, more tuned 865 plus. That's probably what it is. But I think it'll perform great. It's flagship quality. It's very much up there when it comes down to what you're expecting to get. And it's a proven SOC. We have many devices, uh, like the S21 may not have it this year. It'll have the 888, but 
you know, last year's entire lineup from Samsung was on the A65 line. So yeah. It's and nice. it's it's still interesting. And do you remember how uh, when Qualcomm during Tech Summit they announced the 888? Yeah, we were all mm-hmm. very excited for it and whatnot. And the first thing that they said is usually a rush to see who would be first to use the chip. And it was yeah. at, at the time it was Xiaomi. Xiaomi was saying like, yeah, Mi 11 is going to have still it. Still is um, no, no, exactly. But for the vast majority of us, we got the S 21s first before the Mi 11s arrived. It, it's it's the because what happened is <laughs> that's true. So first first 888 device in the us it's the galaxy s21 that's pretty much what's going to be um first device um internationally actually would still be the same the uh, no not they wouldn't even be the uh, well, the Mi 11 did outside, come out in asia so it, it was already it, out it, so technically it did come it, out first it's splitting hairs at that i mean if yeah, you really think about it first in asia and first in the us but not first in the international market because the mi 11 isn't out internationally yet i think it's still not global edition um s21 is only going to be in the us because outside of the us you're getting pretty much uh you know the uh, exynos uh, 2100 so i don't it, it yeah short answer uh, Xiaomi wins because they officially made it available in the world because they're also seeding it. I think um, Marquez has one mm-hmm. um, and they're all looking at um, uh, Dave2D got one too and, and I think they're all looking at the, the Chinese model. They're not they're not reviewing or uh, giving impressions on the US model or international. So yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, but I'm waiting for the Find X3, man. I, that, see, we heard, we saw Samsung, we saw Xiaomi, we need Oppo to come in and weigh in on this. I am... I am happy with this, but I want a successor to the Find X2 Pro. Yeah, I agree. And, with, and you know what? With uh, with Oppo doing what they did with the Reno 5 Pro and then mm-hmm. seeing what they did with the Find X2 Pro with the design aspects, man, okay. what, what will the Find X3 Pro bring? Like that's that's going to be an interesting... The the one thing that I... From, from what they said last time during their Eno Day uh, is that they're trying to work a little bit more on their color accuracy, true 10-bit color accuracy on their panels. So... Um, it it may be something where they can do more with the refresh rate, but I mean, if they give us a QHD 120 hertz, which we already have, that's like they've they've been doing it for a year. Uh, but to see that plus true 10-bit color options, I, I really would be excited to see because that was the beauty of it. The, the panel on the on the uh, OnePlus 8 Pro as well as the Find X2 Pro were gorgeous panels, mm-hmm. and anybody that's held it, and you know, um, you know, it was just. Anyways, I, it, short answer is I, I'm hoping they do it faster. So Oppo, if you're listening, please hurry, hurry it up. Start giving <laughs> us more info. We need more information. And honestly, on the topic of uh, Qualcomm, I'm just really hoping that some sort of 7 series comes out again because I've, yeah. I will admit, as as awesome as the 765G turned out to be, mm-hmm. it's starting to look a little long in the tooth. Like any phones that come out now with the 765, you're starting to kind of feel, oh, there's a little bit missing. And that, that and that's the pitfall of what Qualcomm tends to do is they bring out some sort of super high-powered thing to show you what can be, but then you're stuck mm-hmm. with what is. And <laughs> that is the 765G. Like, for example, anybody out there right now, and we're going to get into a little bit of Galaxy 20, uh, S21 talk right now. Um, if mm-hmm. you were to hold a Galaxy S21, I'm talking about the smaller one, and then you use mm-hmm. a Pixel 5, you will see the difference. You will notice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mid-range to top of the line a year later processor because it, you know, yeah, absolutely. There's, there would be no no doubt that, that we're talking leaps and bounds. Architecture to flagship quality mm-hmm. as opposed to mid-range. Um, the, the 7 series last year was an interesting dilemma for me because it was announced at the same time as the 8 series exactly. when, when we were at Maui. <clears throat> but then it didn't really come out till the middle of the year. 
Like it wasn't until like May, June till we started seeing it was devices the velvet. with it. It was the velvet uh, that did it first, right? I thought it was the Nord. Oh, it might have been. I could have been. Sorry, it was around the same time. It was basically the Velvet and the Nord started coming out with this with the Seven Series. Uh, then obviously we saw the Pixel line going into it, the Pixel Five, the Pixel Four A Five G. But those are the devices that I felt like were giving us that flagship experience on a mid-range processor. So that's what I what I was hoping for the announcement from Qualcomm at this point to be. But it seems like we're getting something a little bit more. We're getting literally like last year's flagship and as a rebrand, and I'm hoping for a cost savings by comparison to the 888 because of the architecture and because in in theory if you think of it they're pretty much using either same silicon if anything else and just slightly tuning it mm-hmm. uh to get the extra you know um, you know from 3.3.1 to 3.2 we're 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 literally splitting hairs Ooh. um <laughs> but but it again like you said it's the the rebranding to 870 which will catch the 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 tone it's not going to be an 865 plus it's the 870 so yeah. So let's see that we'll 770. See let's see it, Qualcomm. Come Show on. us the 770, 780, or 777. If you want to go, you know, 888 and 777, we could do that. We're good. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the goal is essentially, obviously, let's see what what will power the mid-rangers for for this year. Because I feel like the 870 is it's really it's really in the same realm as the 888. It's not exactly, but it's up there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, <laughs> there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a um, what's the term I'm looking for here? There's a little bit of a uh, there's a weird, there's a funny dichotomy here because what we have is uh, I want to talk about the the last thing that one of the last things that happened this week was everyone started putting out their reviews on the Galaxy S21 and the S21 Ultra. Last Happy week, Thursday, everybody. <laughs> last week, I, I I made sure to have somebody on who had the phone because I didn't, so I had David yeah. Amell on, and now it's the other way around because I have the phones but TK doesn't. <laughs> Speaking of David Amell and the S21 uh, conversation. The big announcement this week, man. I I was watching the show at the end of the video. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm very happy for him. Obviously, uh, yeah. you know, all the best and everything. But shouts yes, out uh, to best friend David Amell, friend of the show. But he and I worked together for a number of years at Android Authority, and now he is moving on. Um, yeah, he's leaving Android Authority to join Marquez Brownlee's team, which is like, <laughs> are you MK. kidding me, bro? Um, you know BHML. That's what's going to oh, super. Did I just say Bishamel? Oh, that is bad. <laughs> oh, MKBHML. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to end it there. Well, the very well deserve it, and like yes, I will absolutely. say, um, I, I do want to have him on because uh, David, as he said on Twitter, he's going to be taking a month off, and mm-hmm. I told him when you get bored, let me know, and we'll have you on the show again. Um, but yeah, when he when he's back on, we'll we'll talk, we'll we'll reminisce, we'll have a few stories from the Android Authority days and and whatnot. always. Uh, but yeah, I remember when he was. Uh, I still remember one of his first videos for Android Authority tanked it was like not like no one liked it um but he did it because they asked him to you know and it was one of the, it was one of those things where he just had to because it was part of what he what his job was obviously so he built he spent quite a bit of time after that rebuilding what his identity would be there and it was after i left android authority that he took the reins and just ran with it so i'm super proud of him um absolutely yeah he's he's for sure like a little bro to me in that in that regard uh but yes so I had him on last week. He had the Galaxy S21 yep. Ultra in hand. I mm-hmm. have both. Um, and I will admit that I did not, I haven't even opened the smart tag yet because uh, uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I, I, what am I going to do? Like I'm in my home and I'm not going anywhere. So whatever. And the other thing too, I actually said this out loud to my parents was like, 
I'm not gonna use this yet. I can't show this on video. And they're like, why? Because when I show it off, it reveals my location. Location. I was that. So it, it, the biggest thing ever, whenever you do anything that reviews like uses location services, like I one time I was trying to make a video on Android Auto, and I was like, eh, let me just go in the garage and do it. No, no, mm-hmm. it's one of those things you have to drive six miles away. I'm not saying I did, but I'm saying is I had to end up basically plan this entire process and make sure the information's so it's a little bit more personal like when it comes down to tags like these um but you're right yes you're uh, it's almost like you'd have to entirely create this entire f this entire you separate identity for it to exist separately and um but we need to have more of them. I mean, everybody that I think anybody and everybody that pre-ordered an S21, either Alter or whatever, got a free one. I think they included it free with the orders, so it's not like you had to buy them. Oh, so some we'll of have these to see. some of these bundles are no-brainers because th- I I know that I said in my review that the Galaxy Buds Pro are mm-hmm. not my favorite or they're not the best I've ever used. And by that no. I meant they're not the best sounding earbuds. Like I still defer, oh absolutely. I still yeah. defer to my Sennheisers. I, I do love my Sennheisers so much as far as yeah. sound is concerned. But I will admit that they are slowly convincing me that they are the best buds I've ever used from a usability standpoint. So okay. it's really hard to redact a YouTube video. Like it's impossible. But I will not anymore. It, you can't even you can't even put cards. Uh, but sorry, uh, exactly. annotations you anymore. They took that away. So we can't. Even, yeah, I was like, dude. So I, I do want to on the record here on the Pocket Now Weekly say that um, it is becoming a top three earbud. And there okay. are so many reasons why, but I but I stand by what I said in my review, which is they're not the best sounding. Um, I want to clarify that they're not the best sounding. I'm still a Sennheiser guy. And to anybody out there, if all you deal in are earbuds, absolutely. It's probably going to be one of the best you ever had. But people like TK and myself, I mean, TK is wearing a pair of super high quality headphones right now. Like we, we know what we, we know what great sound sounds like to us. Um, it absolutely, and I'm I'm working on my video. Uh, they're available to pick up, by the way, from Amazon right now. So oh, sweet. That's one one of the weirdest thing they did. The same thing last time is uh, the buds are always available ahead of launch. I'm like mm. okay. yeah, true. Um, from a, exactly from a usability standpoint, it is actually quite up there like to have them both in your ears and then you talk to somebody comfortably that Mm -hmm. is unheard of in a lot of headphones um but anyway let's get back to the phones i was i was going to invite utk to channel the audience a little bit and ahead of you getting your units once they actually do release like do you have any questions or anything that you want to give you want us to sort of dive into for the next five or so minutes um, I think for me, mostly, especially with the Ultra model, because you've used the so you've used the Note 20 Ultra, you've used the S20 Ultra, mm-hmm. um, and the, the Ultra for me. So for me, the physical size, it's actually a little bit smaller than the S20 Ultra. So I got comfortable with that. Do you notice that it's not as big that they, that that we lost uh, you know a little bit on this on the size on the Ultra? I do notice it, um, but okay. I, but I'm I'm in the opposite camp as you in the sense that mm-hmm. I thought the S20 Ultra was like it needed it needed to get on a treadmill like it was just too big, <laughs> like I I thought it was okay, egregious okay. the way that it was designed because it was almost as if they didn't like they forgot to streamline it. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, the we S20, want a big display, six point nine. Yes, uh, but also like it was just like the curve was kind of like weird, and then the um, mm-hmm. the 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 camera hump obviously was just like this. Like I'm getting Absolutely. to the point now where I I anchor my index finger underneath camera oh. humps. I even do it with the S twenty one Ultra. I'm showing it off right now. But on mm-hmm. that one, it was just like I can. It was it, it, that was the phone that taught me to do that because the camera hump was so huge. Same thing with the it, Note twenty it, Ultra. 
Uh, Note 20 Ultra, yeah, I, but I think felt, I felt like the Note 20 Ultra was a little, actually, though, they're about the same size. The they Note were, 20 they, was a little bit bigger. The camera hump still came out like quite a bit. Like, yeah, they, they it, were it not was, shy it, about it. It was definitely a 2020 design, uh, design <laughs> cue that uh, Sony, uh, sorry, Samsung was was going with it. I was actually, I was just bringing out my S20 Ultra here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I, I for will me, say, it, I, I do think that it's, it's easier to handle than before. And I actually give them points for that. And uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 here's the thing. People always talk about the curve on the display. Like if mm-hmm. that curve wasn't there, it would be a fatty. It would it would be a fatty the way that the S20 was, even with that curve on the S20. Um, I so yeah, I, I I actually applaud them for how streamlined they were able to make this. Not not to mention the fact that the camera hump actually looks like it's not something they plastered on a phone. It's actually part of the design now. It definitely, I feel like it's a very big, that was a good improvement for over last year's glass on glass concept because I'm actually, I had to put a glass protector on my glass, my camera back uh, back covering here. Um, so the, the question, since we're talking camera, I guess maybe the better question would be is, um, the S20, obviously we knew the, the 108 megapixel sensor was not, I think it wasn't ready back then. Maybe it would, they needed a little bit more time. Did that? Did the autofocusing concerns go away? Are we are we are we basically at that level where the cameras on the S twenty one do fill that that the, those ultra shoes? I would say that they're claiming to be in. I, I love you right now because you're 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 setting me up for a spike. Um, so the autofocusing stuff, I I actually it was the first thing that I demonstrated in my camera test on my channel is mm-hmm. look how good the autofocus is now. Because I was recording a video, so using the main sensor, I was recording a video, and I took out, like, you know me, I'm, I'm the tea guy, so I filmed a video of me making my tea for that morning. And I got a little teaspoon, and I took out some tea leaves from a, from a bag of black tea, and I brought mm-hmm. it right up to the camera, and it's a tiny little teaspoon. I brought it right up, and it was just, shoop, perfect. Like, clear as day, little like dried out tea leaves the autofocus was amazing now here are the couple of things that i want to point out and i did point this out in the video as well but i want to point this out the 108 megapixel sensor i think was you're right it may not have been fully baked last year but i think more importantly is that the laser autofocus is the addition there's a reason Mm -hmm. why you're not seeing the 108 megapixel on any other samsung device without a, a, a laser autofocus because that I think really the, elevates the no, it. The Note20 Ultra was a was definitely an indicator that they needed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 impeccable. Like it's great. Especially compared to last year, it's amazing. Here's the cork though. It is very much tuned for the very center of the frame. So if okay. you keep the autofocus on, you need to make sure that you are centering your subject as much as possible. Now, granted, if you are in video, photo, whatever the case may be, you could still tap. You could tap on anything and it will focus on Oh, yeah. No, that was always the same. Yeah, with the S20, mm-hmm. you could tap and, and focus. That was not a problem. But if you really want that like autofocusing to be as good as possible, you need to be in the center of your frame. So uh, if you are going to, I mean, maybe not even vlog, but if you're going to take pictures and videos of anything else and you don't mm-hmm. want to like fiddle a whole lot, just make sure you're centering as much as possible. That would be what I say. Um, the other thing is since we're talking about autofocus, autofocus mm-hmm. on the ultra wide sensor, um, I'm very happy about that because as, as a vlogger, I go ultra wide, I turn it around and I just make sure I'm in the center. Like you just ballpark where you are, uh, relative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that autofocus actually makes macro kind of usable or really usable. I should say. 
that's the way to do it though i mean a lot of i've seen it on many many devices where they've used the ultra wide as opposed to installing as opposed to just adding a sensor for the sake of adding a sensor just to say we have quad or dual or triple cameras Mm -hmm. that's the right way to do it but uh so you're saying macro photography on this is also pretty good macro video was what actually got me so like it got me to raise my eyebrows a lot because when i was at the huntington yesterday or the Mm -hmm. other day um i got like really close up to the middle and then um you, you can see in the video that it was at that point i realized there was there were like a bunch of ants inside of this flower and i was like i wouldn't have known that if i didn't go all the way in like that like microscopic level almost it it's one of those uh surprisingly yes you're right it, it's uh <laughs> what was the last phone to do this wasn't it like the uh it was a oneplus phone right where they made i want to say it's a one yeah um, they, they doubled up the the, OnePlus, uh, the ultra white it was the OnePlus eight uh, I think it's one. I want to say it's the OnePlus Eight Pro. It might have they been, took yeah. away the. Uh, they they well, that was because they doubled up the uh, the ultra wide was also the a high megapixel camera. Mm. They didn't actually go with a lower meg. Typically, you see, you know, like the high shooter will be like somewhere sixty four eight, you know, one hundred eight, whatever, and then the ultra wide ends up being like a sixteen or a twelve. They always kind of give you a, a more of a you know reasonable uh, per, you know megapixel count there. Uh, but having autofocusing on it and having it clear, it, I feel like it's that's that's the right move. But they also have autofocusing on the front, right? Yeah, they do. <laughs> Samsung's so, one of the only companies that does that. And uh, I, I haven't. Oh, you know what? You just reminded me that that would have been a test that I should have done for my camera test is um, front facing video with autofocus stuff, like putting putting items in front of the camera and whatnot. I, I totally yeah. forgot to do that. That would be that would be another TikToker's dream come true, for example. Like because I was I was gonna say, yeah. Because we're gonna be we're 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 all moving into the short form video um platforms. Like I, I need to start. I need to start. I YouTube is I need to start pushing those type of content. It's just um, <laughs> it's not something that you edit out of an existing video. It's actually something you create separately because exactly. it has to be it has to be filmed uh, in the right format. If you guys are looking at the video later, uh, you can't shoot it, you know, like a standard sixteen by nine. It actually has to be formatted correctly. And you're right, short video is picking up. YouTube is uh, doubling down on it. Yep, yep. Uh, well, TikTok shorts. as well, and everybody. Shorts. Still hashtag kind of a weird shorts. thing. Yeah, hashtag shorts, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into our final topic, anything else uh, that you wanna that you wanted to well, inquire? Even with the smaller S twenty one as well. Um, so the this that would be maybe for me the the, the biggest thing because those are the two I'm actual I'm also picking up because I wanted to see the high and the and the entry level the eight you know seven ninety nine um, eight eighty eight. Um, I guess the tailored experience to the to the S twenty one is it. Does it feel like a, does it does it feel like it's you know marking all the all the all the things that you look for from a from a Galaxy? Does it feel like a Galaxy like a you know what you would expect for the new line uh, as far as basically this uh, you know performance feature set uh, camera experience? Maybe that would be the other thing. How are the cameras on the S twenty one by so, comparison? So I'm going to uh, I will plug Issa's video uh, where mm-hmm. she did a camera test with the S twenty one and she did it in a way that was I think really useful that she 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 looked at a few very specific needs and then talked about how the camera fulfilled those needs. So selfie, mm-hmm. vlogging, and social media. Um, yeah. I think that these cameras on the S21 are properly tailored to this price point in the sense that- Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, the entire device I feel like is a tailored experience. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I'll get I'll get more into that uh, performance aspect, but as far as the cameras are concerned, I have to give Samsung a lot of credit because if zoom is so important to them, they made the right move with the S21. You get 12, 12, and then a 64 megapixel telephoto lens. Mm-hmm. And it made sense to me when I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, of course you would want to have more megapixels in the telephoto so that you can crop in to achieve the higher levels of zoom. I was like, oh yeah, 
That makes sense. So it's three times optical, which actually looks pretty great. And then you go further okay. because it's cropping into the sensor. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So that's their way of still providing some sort of space zoom on the lower models. Now, I will say this. these The S21 is setting a precedent because mm-hmm. it is the 799 phone. It is mm-hmm. um, a very affordable, like it's compared to last year's S20, it's $200 less. Thank freaking God. Um, mm-hmm. But there are things that are dialed back that spec hungry people need to be need to keep in mind uh screen is 1080p there's no micro sd card slot the battery is 4000 um Mm -hmm. fast charging the 45 watt no longer a thing and i actually had a thought about this i think the reason why they stuck with 25 watt is because they knew they weren't going to include any chargers because they figure if you have previous phones or previous chargers that go up to 20, 25 watts, then you can just use those. Mm-hmm. It would be a bad yeah. idea to give it 45 and then expect you to buy a new charger. So they might have thrown us a bone <laughs> by doing that, which is a weird thing to say. It, it is it is definitely. And I think uh, in Dave's, Dave's video and review, he also kind of touched on that a little bit, where the 45 wasn't really working at 45 all the time, that it was That's like true. peaking at yeah. 45 at certain points. So the reality of the matter is, I mean, 25 is... Uh, about what what we were getting anyways um the 1080p 1080p resolution i think it's it's something that you have to kind of understand yes like you said tailored experience they needed to make it fit and it does fit and they're 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 trying to say basically look we're trying to give you guys more of a uh, an entry level that you can consider and if you want more there are other options obviously as well mm-hmm. um there's a final point that i want to make before we get to uh, our break and mm-hmm. into our final thing um i made a point in my in my concerns video that i was concerned that samsung pulled a pro max that they put the best mm-hmm. features in the most expensive phone and you just had to deal with it and like and pay all that money but after using the s21 ultra especially for that camera test, I was like, you know what? They out Pro Maxed the Pro Max. Because when you look at the iPhone 12 Pro Max, you get a bigger sensor, sure. Mm-hmm. You get stabilization mm-hmm. on it, sure. But that's about it. You get the bigger screen, you get the bigger battery, and those are all things that you can sort of look at as like the more upper tier. That's part of, it's yeah. part of the higher, yeah, the bigger model. But what Samsung has provided in a phone that is $100 less than the iPhone 12 Pro Max is way more. You get the you get the the telescopic lens. You get um, mm. a lot of features in the camera app. You get um, the macro capability with the ultra wide um, Bluetooth audio recording in the Pro video mode, and you get a screen that's way better than the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Honestly, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my goodness! Like when you compare it to the iPhone 12 Pro Max, and you look at the philosophy of the Pro Max, Ultra makes sense all of a sudden. It it does it does and I I see I I, I see where they were going for it I, I had the initial same impression as well, um, but again for me it'll be more of I, I want to try it I want to see I don't I don't really feel like the um, I, it's hard for me to explain it's like you said it, until you have the devices to be able to check them out then I'll be able to kind of get the feeling out of it um, for me what I felt like last year with the Note twenty Ultra is that we saw Samsung's approach to, to approaching the the new line I mean I think they kind of teased it with us a little bit with the Note 20 because we saw the Note 20 and what the Note 20 Ultra did this year we saw it again um, you know and and I feel like uh, I, I think Jaime's video was uh, was interesting how he titled he titled it the uh, s21 fe um, <laughs> uh, it, you know just to kind of because there is there is some truly uh, 
elements of the S21 that feel like they're more of an FE successor kind of than, than the S20 that we saw last year. True. A little bit of a, yeah, the the the, the design philosophy. So uh, interested, very, very excited to see what they, what they have to offer. And I feel like having a lower offering, if anything, also kind of says that, look, we're looking into diversifying our, our portfolio. We don't want to make everything is a thousand plus because the reality is, you know, it, you have to kind of make sure to, you have to listen to what your consumers are using. So some changes in there, I'm, I'm a little bit on the, on the fence on, but you know, it is what it is. The S21 line has, was announced. So we'll have to check it out. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some more content from you, obviously on the S21 and uh, your, your, your ability of going to the, some of these beautiful places to take pictures, which unfortunately are not very close to me. Otherwise I would have joined you. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> look like, up, you gotta look up where the botanical gardens are in, in the Valley, dude. Like it's, I, it's, it's, it's just not the time of year for us here though. This is what I'm saying. Like, we're having really bad wind here, man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, we're just, all right. Well, uh, we're getting we, rained. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It is supposed to rain today, isn't it? Um, yeah. so, Okay, great. So, like some some thoughts on the S twenty one. Obviously, since they sent us, this is one of those rare times where they sent us two of the three phones. Normally, they just send the uh, Ultra. Uh, typically, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it, surprisingly, uh, I think quite a bit uh, for the U S. market, at least uh, for the most part, everybody got the uh, got both of them, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a good good way to. You have to talk about both. You can't just keep talking about the higher end all the time. Agreed. Because at the it end shows of the day, a lot not of everybody confidence bought. on their part as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Confidence. For sure. Um, okay. So speaking of confidence and how we might not be getting a whole lot of confidence uh, from one particular company, we're going to get into a break and then we'll talk about a little bit of this LG rumor mill that's occurring right now. Yeah. TK, I know you did a show last night uh, before we did this. Uh, by, uh, by the way, uh, plugging TK and Juan Carlos's show, Best of the Week. Uh, best of our week, yes. Best of our week, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So you two already talked about this. And, you know, I, 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 if this actually happens, I have to have Juan on the show. <laughs> because- yeah, you have to. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, for this conversation, honestly, this is, I feel like Juan would have been the per- the. Um, he he's very much of an LG advocate. He's been going mm-hmm. through and he's been with them with the story for for some time. Um, but yes, yeah, how, no, we, we, how we touched on that. How doomsday was Juan? Because I didn't watch the show, but how doomsday was he feeling? Uh, he was. I think it was more so on on. The, I would probably say it's on the. You know, nothing's set in stone. Nothing's actually kind of officially made. In true, you know, with those, um, and I felt like his approach, where I where I initially thought he was going to come in with, um, you know, like it was kind of like it's done, it's done, it's kind of let's just move on. Kind of, it was more into it makes sense for them to send out these type of notes, these type of uh, bullet, you know, these type of uh, internal memos because the, the leak or all the information is based on internal memos, right? This was not none of this was public announcement by by LG, but it was more so. Um, that that announcement that was made, and I think there was an article also that was posted somewhere ahead that was also redacted. Um, but his his view is: look, it would make Actually, before, it would before, make before, sense. Before you jump into that, I, I think we should like we're forgetting to we're forgetting to uh, explain. Oh, what we're start the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we jumped <laughs> right in. Like okay, we jumped right in because I think this is this is the feeling that a lot of us are having is like oh god no please no um, which is yeah, uh, exactly. as, as understanding as it might be as as understandable as it might be uh, what we're talking about right now is that LG might be like according as TK said according to some internal memos LG seems to be toying around with the idea of actually 
actually exiting the smartphone business. Now, that is a doomsday phrase, okay? Let me say let me say right now that just because LG might not have a strong foothold in the um, smartphone business uh, from a first party standpoint, it doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. gonna stop making smartphones altogether. So the oh, LG branding might still be around, it's just that the ODM, the manufacturing of the actual devices might be taken care of by somebody else. But the DNA yep. of what LG is might still stick around. Let me give you a quick example as to why I'm optimistic that even if this sale happens, mm-hmm. um, that we'll still have LG in the market as like not really a major player. We're not too sure how much that might be, but we'll still have them around. I present to you Exhibit A, Olympus. <laughs> I was so mad when this happened. I bought an Olympus camera at the end of 2019 and in early 2020 because I found out that it is such a great camera system for the type of filming that I do. Not Mm -hmm. more than three months later, Olympus announced they were selling their camera division (laughs) to JIP, who are famously the company that bought Vio from Sony, and we all know what happened to Vio. So um, I mean, it's still around, kind of, but you know... So basically, now it's now it's not Olympus Camera. It's called OM Digital Solutions. Okay, so that's what it's actually called now. Um, OM Digital Solutions uh, through JIP did say that they are still looking to be part of the camera business. They will still innovate mm-hmm. on what Olympus started. I am hoping with all of my heart that that's what happens if this LG thing happens, if this sale of the smartphone market happens, that what whoever ends up buying it uh, will still continue on the G's, the V's, the Velvets, the Explorer program, all of these things in some fashion. Because we have seen a resurgence from companies like Moto, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they have gone through a few different ODM changes as well. Um, oh, yeah. So we have seen them. Even, even getting bought and sold by Google. Yes. So back to what you were saying. I just wanted to make sure I set the stage uh, for, for this. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and so some of the stuff that's coming out, some of the, the items or the discussions that are going around are based on um, possible selling uh, partial or even full of the mobile uh, mobile demand. I mean, there's that's the thing about it is nothing is very crystal clear as to what direction they're thinking about. What could they do? What can they do? Um, the end of the day, when you look at it, the reality of the matter is LG has done a lot in the in the mobile space for quite some time. They've experimented a lot. They have new things in the market that offer us the opportunity to actually enjoy devices that are quite honestly very unique. You know, for me, it's a T that fits my job. My friend, you know, TK with the T phone. <laughs> um, it's more it's more about those type of texts that I feel like um, LG did great. Um I, I remember our, our one time where you and I, so we met, I don't know if you remember this, MWC in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. We ran into each other. We were right at the, I forgot what the name of that, that venue it was, like at the top of the hill. Um, uh, Erica Griffin was there. You were there. And, you you know, we were talking. Uh, it was right before the show. And yeah. it was during the LG G5. Wasn't, it was that, the the, wasn't that the Olympic area wasn't that where the I, I want to say that it was it, it was extremely hard to find i'll just say that uh, yeah the, almost no taxi none of the cab drive, <laughs> i have that's what i was gonna say every cab i talked to they're like uh no sabe i'm like okay i don't know what to say this is what it says google Maps says here my ma- and my internet was really really slow it was really frustrating i was by myself i didn't have any access to anything and, and my spanish apparently was in the wrong uh one content in spanish but short um 
that was a time that I felt like LG really, like I got to see the entire announcement of LG's lineup, right? I got to see all of the LG friends, all the attachments, um, all the, the quirky things that never made it, the glasses that nobody ever saw again, um, the three, you know, the 360 cameras. So to me, I'm, I've been a big fan of theirs. The G4 was always a big thing as well with mm-hmm. the design and the cameras that we got there. Oh my God, um, yeah. And then the V series, as as you know, last year about roughly this time last year, you know, a few weeks later, you and I were hanging out at a uh, at a press conference uh, where we were talking about you know how the new LG V60 is going to come back and and go back into being in stores. So whichever approach LG decides to do, uh, be it a downsizing or a rebranding or a resell or an ODM type of an experience. Um, I really want to see a continuation of this conversation. LG as a company, obviously, as a whole, is not in the same position as LG Mobile is. LG is quite successful over a uh, year over year. They're display manufacturing and a whole bunch of different uh, other brands that were obviously very well or they're doing very well. Um, but yeah, the short the conversation at the end of the day, I think Juan's approach was more nothing set in stone. Yep. Whatever they decide to do, um, his hope is mostly the that they're able to convey that message to the consumer, uh, better advertising, better uh, brand awareness in the market. Uh, I think we were both uh, joking about the whole. Um, I think one of their ads was showcasing the uh, you know feature how Google can allow you to take a selfie with the camera on an LG, but you would never have known that it was an LG. Mm, it was yeah. it was just one of those yeah it was it was one of those things. But uh, where where do you think it started to go? south and again i'm trying my best not to make this like a doomsday conversation because oh like but but we have to ask like why why would this contemplation even start i feel like there's okay so i think the day the that time where carriers stopped carrying them in the store that was a big turning point for them mm-hmm that was the same situation that happened to HTC prior years before then because there were the same situation. HTC was a big brand. It was everybody was carrying them. And then suddenly you couldn't find HTC in the store. And the reality of the matter is carriers have a certain level of a brand awareness. If they carry you, if you're in a store where people go in to check you out, Best Buy, T-Mobile, Verizon, all the different carriers are you're talking about. If you if consumers can't go in there and see a hand a handset there to try it out to see what it feels like, they're not going to be able to research it because most of them will not go online and try to find a brand that they've never heard of before. Not to say that LG is that. But I mean to say is if it's not there, that already started kind of eroding the conversation a little bit. So they 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 took some time. And I thought that 2020 was a good was the comeback year because they did start to perform better. They're up to about 13% um, in the US market of all Android devices. So that's actually not bad if you think about where they are. Um, but it was I think that was the turning point. It's when carriers decided that they weren't selling enough so that like shortly before then around that around that time mm. but they're back now yeah i mean oh I, I i almost forgot about the htc of it all because you just brought oh, it up it, and yeah. i kept thinking well my goodness like that is true because i wanted to get come into this conversation like all of you out there who might be saying like oh yeah you know no one cares about them anymore you put some respect on lg's name like lg used to oh, be I- the pioneer of all of these phones. So they mm-hmm. were the first ones to come out with quad HD displays. They were the first ones to come out with curved phones. They were the first ones the to quad come DAC. out. Quad oh DAC. Quad DAC, exactly. The audio experience, yes. They introduced a new form factor with the wing last year. And, you know... Remember the Flex? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that odd experiment? But, yeah, sorry. Um, but then even way before that, you know, like we had yeah. OG Chocolate 
the chocolate is still one of like those beloved phones that people like will think of like anybody out there who was born uh after 1995 like you don't even know like you don't even know <laughs> you didn't grow up with these uh with these chocolates and with these LG phones and and I remember LG devices used to be the envy of a lot of people here in the US because a lot of their like more interesting devices would only come out in Korea in yeah. in uh, the Asian market. Um, mm-hmm. They actually already had a wing-like phone back when dumb phones were all were all that we had. Oh, that's right, that's right. Fisher showed it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a the flip screen yeah. would would flip and reveal the uh, the key the the keypad the, key, the keypad. Yeah. yeah. So they were. It's not it's not like a it's not like a uh, super new concept. The wing uh, because LG already did it in some fashion back then. Uh, but yeah, it's. I look back on it, and even though I wasn't like a huge LG user back in those particular days, it was definitely like a company that shaped a lot of what my early career had. So, mm-hmm. oh man, the LG G3, I remember, was like, this is a revolutionary phone. It's the first phone to have quad HD resolution. It's the first phone to have a wide angle camera. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was such a it was such a great time for LG. Then the G4 came yeah. out, and it was like like leather back and the curve and all of that and it was just like there are all these memories that came flooding into my brain once those, i saw those are the things yeah when, when you say a specific lg there's always that unique little mm-hmm. experiment that they were trying to do that's a cool factor in there like i said the g5 with the modular ex- uh, expansions there uh the v60 with that little dis- uh, not the v60 the v20 with the little display that pop-up mm-hmm. display at the top you know that whole experience i felt like they they kept trying they kept pushing and I felt like 2020 was a good year for them. This is why I'm surprised as to, like, why why are they doing it? But I guess it would make sense. It would behoove them for them to be prepared. You don't want to basically be blindsided by something that, you know, the writing is on the wall. We see how things are going. Um, unless there's a massive change and the Explorer program does actually happen to be that, that massive change, which, again, th- that was the other surprise. It was a week after... We all got super hyped up with the Explorer program at the end of their uh, CES announcement with that rollable, uh, yeah. you know, phone that they showed. I'm like, I, but we just saw the Explorer program. There's a, there is a, there is a hard, there's hardware. It works. Yeah, and so, and they have ideas um, that they yeah. still want to put out there, which is why. Here's another layer to it. I don't. I'm trying to remember where I saw this. Um, it might have been a tweet. I don't even remember. But someone was someone was speculating, and and all of this is speculation. None of this is based on true fact. The only fact that occurred, the only fact that occurred is that a memo was put out that um, allegedly a lot of the mobile division might be spread out to other divisions now. So mm-hmm. that was what the memo basically said. So there's all the speculation that, yeah, they're going to exit the smartphone business altogether. I don't think it'll be altogether. I think someone was speculating that they're going to offload the mid to lower range portion of it. Yeah. And only focus well, Carlos on- Carlos was saying, it was, uh, was, was oh, suggesting to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be okay with that because um, as long as they're able to still have an identity in the smartphone game, I think that there's still room for them to be there. It's just that you got to give you got to give LG some credit in the sense that, on the one hand, HTC they had to exit because all they had were smartphones. Like they mm-hmm. they were starting to get a little bit more um, nuanced with uh, their different tech offerings with like the HTC Vive and stuff yeah. like that. So that was nice, but. They put all their they put all their eggs in the smartphone basket, and it wasn't working out for them. And then they had to exit. They're still kind of around, but it's definitely not mm-hmm. the way it used to be. LG, on the other hand, has so many divisions. They have 
home appliances, home entertainment, they have laptops, they have so many things that keep a lot of their company afloat that it almost makes sense to me that if smartphone isn't working, then they got to downsize it because everything else requires that attention. Yeah, it, it it's the it's I think it's the focus. I think it's like I said, it was the brand awareness that I need to that I felt like they, they needed probably a little bit more work on. And I and I said this to my to Juan Carlos last night. I said, look, my hope is that if they're able to downsize and maybe if they are able to bring it down to more of a core core team of people that they felt like needed to be there to continue the conversation that they focus on making making their awareness their brand awareness it was one of their goals not necessarily just you know better better ads but more awareness of the features that distinguish you know like a feature of like a quad DAC on a v60 is such a big factor that if you know you haven't listened to music till you've listened to music on a v60 to Mm. me is like you know they can drive these cans this is the other thing they could drive high impedance cans like these straight out of the phone without anything else it's that powerful of a device and if you truly love your ears and you want to be able to have versatility with camera experience uh, manual audio all of the different features the v60 is a very powerful device and it still is considerable power it's considered very powerful because it's running the 865 it has 5g the the large display the massive 5000 milliampere battery all of the things like I, this was why i was surprised um but we'll have to see. Yeah, downsizing, like I said, whatever decision they go with, since it's not a hundred percent either way, uh, my hope is that they, you know, they 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 take care of their loyalists because there's a big following as well. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they do have it's a following. A lot of people care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it does. It feels like it's, it may just be one, but I uh, and I myself, I'm sure as yourself, you know, anybody that's ever used tech realizes their you know LG's contribution, and it is in the end. It's it's more of a you know what's come what's to come, and this is just highlighting the fact that there could be some changes. Yeah, I, there are a couple of last like little aspects that I, I wanted to just sort of put out there. First thing mm-hmm. being when we talk about the cameras, yes, they they did pioneer. Um, a wide angle camera, manual settings in a, in a, in a phone. Um, yeah, I think back to that V V twenty. Yeah, it was a V twenty, wasn't it? That was the all metal mm-hmm. phone and like ooh, removable yeah. back. That was one. Of, that was the last uh, removable metal back on the back. Yeah, yep. indeed. And removable battery. So uh, the one thing that I'll say, and I don't, I don't know what your reaction would be to this. I think the one thing LG should have done when it comes to their cameras is partner up with an imaging company. Um, they should mm-hmm. have done that. I mean, Sony has Zeiss. Um, yeah. Let's see. Samsung has been doing their own thing, and and to Samsung's credit, Huawei has Leica. Well, yeah, Huawei, yeah, Leica. Huawei has Leica. Yes, that's true. Um, Nokia has Zeiss as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why Samsung kind of gets a pass here is because people forget that Samsung used to develop cameras. <laughs> they used oh, to I, make full-on cameras. <laughs> used to. That's a big used to. Well, that's true. like asterisk. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they have the experience. You know, mm-hmm. they had an imaging department at one point, but I think LG would have been, it would have been dope if LG like partnered up with like a, I don't know, a Panasonic, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, or with like a Canon or an Icon. I know that they are not, I know that they're not really itching for a smartphone partner or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, this is, this is just me putting the what ifs out there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's, that's one thing. Here's the, here's the question though, that we can use to round out this conversation. Um, let's say LG does give up the mid to lower range stuff. Do you mm-hmm. think the case that, series and stuff? Yeah. Yes, the case series. And why, oh my God, quick story. Um, I remember hating LG for, for one show because 
uh, back when I was an Android authority, we wanted to cover as many phones as possible, obviously. And mm-hmm. I think we were at IFA. It might have been IFA. It was at IFA that LG didn't have a flagship to provide. They had all their case to provide, though. And for some reason, we thought it would be a good idea to do a video on each and every K device. K-5. They had like five. And I was... I remember being so pissed that entire show because those they, they always bring in they bring they bring all of their K series to CES. You won't see it at their booth or if they'll sit somewhere on the side. But Showstoppers, I think, um, mm. I think no Pepcom. Uh, it's either Showstopper or Pepcom. They always have a booth with all of their K series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, if they were to uh, give up the the Ks and whatnot, uh, do you think that the Let's let's use the word innovations. Let's use mm-hmm. the quirky. Let's use some quirky terms. Uh, dual screen, wing, uh, quirky designs like the velvet, stuff like that. Do you think that that will be enough to keep them afloat? Do you think that's enough to actually get the fans back on their side if they can focus on that? Yeah, so you're thinking about that they would, they would offload the the K series style and then keep the velvet and yeah, above keep, keep, kind of like the, that. That would be the line essentially. Yeah, keep the high end stuff. Keep innovating and keep the Explorer program, for example. I I feel like it would for for what what success. So what for what we know from 2020 because we have to use obviously how the performance has been going. The K series was the number one Android unboxed phone over Christmas. As a device that features 5G, it is actually by far the one of their better performers in 2020. Um, V60 was definitely a good performer as well as a smartphone because that was their biggest, their, that's the most, you know, all the other devices they released were all kind of from a spec size, lower in certain re- respects. Um, I think the Velvet is definitely going to be the design to go forward. And I think people will appreciate the Velvet more because it does look very nice. Like aesthetically in a store, you go in and start looking at devices. The Velvet will stand out to you faster than the V series Mm -hmm. and faster than the K series. So if they're able to keep the relationship, if they're able to keep uh, working on improving, and it seems like they are loving the dual screen. If you noticed that we had like four dual screen devices between the V50, the G8X, and the V60, and the v- and the Velvet that all supports dual screen, um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I don't think that their story would be irrelevant. I think that, yeah, that would be a good way for them to uh, keep them going as an option in the U.S. market or even international, but it, it it's still going to be a challenge because they're they're not really representing as much in other national and other market in Europe. They're not really there a lot. Like uh, I think the wing was the only dual display because of the swivel option that's going into to to Europe. The velvet and the V60 didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's one of those. LG has been like regardless of how you might feel as a consumer. Um, mm-hmm. like going into how LG has been in the market. I, I will say from the creator standpoint, LG has been one of the best partners, has been one of the best people to work with in this industry. Mm-hmm. Like we've had such great times with them and um, they've always been very forthcoming about um, each release and like mm-hmm. uh, we, 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 we liked working with them. And back when the phones were, let's say even probably more exciting to consumers, like they did a good job with a lot of their marketing because I remember the G6 I, or 5, might have been the 5, uh, whichever the modular one was, the five, five, yeah, oh yeah, that was a, that was the one you and I were hanging out with. Yep, yep, that was that was that one. And then months later, I um, they were they teamed up with the LA Dodgers to show off oh. the 360 cam, and I was like, this is the kind of stuff you need to do. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, 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 I'm so I use the word flabbergasted. I'm so, I'm always so surprised that a company like LG, with how much power they have in their home base of Korea that they don't work with more entertainment people in Korea. 
Samsung so, even has BTS on on. They have them on retainer for God's sake. Like, I was gonna say, it feels like if there's a release, Samsung's like roll in the BTS, beat Dynamite. Okay, great, <laughs> go for it. Um, Juan did mention though internationally, LG does have a little bit more partnership with sports, uh, like specifically on on uh, soccer mm-hmm. or football, like as it's actually called. Um, fight me on that one. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't. A, the, the people are gonna start coming up on my tweet now. Uh, sorry, no, the um, it's they have more presence. It's football. It's football. <laughs> I, if if you grew up at the US, it's called football. You kick it with your foot. It's a football. Um, no. Um, they do have more of a presence. So if you watch international soccer and so on like that, you will notice LG doing more on the advertising uh, in the advertising scene. But we need more, like you said, like with LA Dodgers, like you know, more relevant things like that that people can relate to. Uh, my hope, like I said, if they do shrink down, if they do, they do basically bring in more of a core team. That one of the goal teams, goal, uh, you know, main, uh, I would say, uh, one of their main goals in 2021 or 2022, whichever, whenever happens that that happens is brand awareness. We need more brand awareness of LG and what makes an LG an LG. Yeah. That's what I want. Right there with you. I think that's a perfect way to end this conversation regarding LG. Um, Here's to hoping, man. Like if LG Mm -hmm. does offload even some of their uh, their division, hopefully we still have LG as, because, you know, competition is everything in this this market. No matter how much we might love uh, other devices like the S21s or the iPhones of the world, like we need to have the other things so that more ideas are part of the marketplace. Exactly. Very important. Um, all right. So, TK, thank you again for being on. Um, as always, great oh, discussions. My pleasure. And, my pleasure. Thank you. Um, I do want to make sure that everybody knows uh, TK has two shows every uh, on top of his <laughs> YouTube channel. He has two shows every week. <laughs> Thursday nights, at least tentatively for now, is called Best of Our Week. And that is with yep. uh, Juan Carlos, who, of course, is an old friend of the Pocket Now, uh, of the Pocket always. Now Weekly. Um and then on Saturdays, you are uh, doing Saturday mornings with tech. Mornings with tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, might as well start syndicating myself the way I'm doing it. Like you know, basically start showing it. No, um, uh, Juan and I have tons of fun, and I, we were happy. Also, of, of course, we're having you on. I think it was episode four a couple of weeks ago. That was a nice little uh, surprise jump in there. You know, Josh just jumps in with the nice little. You know, he's just having a little sip. He's just enjoying his time, and, and it turned into I got a, progressively, almost too high. I, I didn't get drunk, but like I was having a drink at the time so i, I was, no no yeah yeah my, i was becoming progressively more like energetic you could definitely see yes he was definitely braver the things were becoming easy we we could have got so much you know some tea spilled right there but um <laughs> Yeah, no, between the two the two live streams and the two channels, I think I'm I'm keep myself busy and then every once in a while you'll see my you'll see me pop my head up and uh, over at XDA for a you know feature here and there but uh yeah, no, I keep myself busy. Yeah, there you go. So keep up with everything that TK is doing using all of the links that are going to be in the show notes. And as far as Pocket Now and myself are concerned, you can find those links as well there, but I'll go through them in the outro starting now. Make sure to follow TK Bay across all of his links that are found in the show notes. As for myself, you can follow me on all social media at JVTechTea because I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. From there, you can follow me on YouTube as well for videos like my Oppo Reno 5 Pro review at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. PocketNow is found across the interwebs at PocketNow on social media networks and at pocketnow.com where you can find the latest headlines. And of course, you have the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash PocketNow for videos that are coming out practically every day with all of that said we're going to call it on this episode of the pocket now weekly podcast thank you so much for listening please take care of yourselves and each other and we will see you in our next episode